0: Again, that's eBayMotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is September twentieth, twenty twenty-one. This is your fightful post. Raw review. I think a pretty solid raw, but we'll see what you think. We'll see what Denise Salcedo thinks. Denise, how you doing?
1: I actually thought today's Raw was really good. I, you oh. know, I watched top to bottom live. You know, the full three hours, normal with commercial oh breaks, like I normally do. And I will tell you that today's Raw felt like a two-hour show. I mean, we maybe got, a little longer than two hours, but we I, it
0: we flew got by. through to the Grinch. We got through to Scrooge. Everybody's gonna have a cooked goose soon.
1: I had a great time watching Raw today, I will say that much. I, I enjoyed the show today. Why am I the Grinch? It's not like uh, yeah, you've been liking on, on. every edition of Raw.
0: Come on, just just man, just because everybody is nice to you and they're mean to me. Oh, Doesn't... you
1: can't even play that card anymore, Sean. You could have played that card last year. You can't play that card anymore. Okay, everyone likes you too. Okay,
0: oh, come on. All right, come no, on. no,
1: I, no. I, I don't deserve every... any of that. You know what? Last year I would have been like, you know what, Sean? You're right. Everybody does like me. I got everybody like you
0: too. Goofball. So you were every... in,
1: you were in catering, sitting there with me in WWE catering. So STFU. I.
0: I, I, meant like in the media in general, every Tom, Dick and Harry coming at me over the last week. I got people trying to hunt me down, Denise. It's, it's, it's wild. Sean, it's, just it's,
1: ignore them. It's you don't de- think yeah. I got every Tom. Di- well,
0: I can, in, I can ignore Denise cause she gets muted. Let's go ahead and do that. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe, tap that bell for notifications and donate a super chat. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. And it supports us. It would mean an awful lot. Here's some programming notes for this week, guys. Uh, Wednesday. The uh, Wednesday Night War podcast. Or not the Wednesday Night War podcast. My gosh, I'm still in the habit. It's not a Wednesday Night War podcast. It's an AEW post show. I'll be at Arthur Ashe. I'll be sending in some notes. I might uh, tune in after the show. uh, And uh, like join and give a, a few little scoop skeets. But Arthur Ashe, I'll be there this Wednesday. Denise... You were in New York. You left about three days early.
1: Yeah, I did. Also, Sean, you keep freezing like a whole bunch. And Mm. it's definitely not me. You've been freezing like 50,000 times. But anyways, I just wanted to tell you.
0: Nobody else. You know what? You know what? Okay.
1: anyways. So as I was saying, yeah, I didn't go to New York for AEW. I went to New York for a two day vacation because, you know, I deserve a vacation, Sean.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. What do what you You want me to bitch about you going on vacation? You sound I mean,
1: like you were about to complain. You, you no, went sure to a Jets like, game. How much you, of a vacation is that? You left three days. You left three days too soon. Well, you know what, Sean, pay me more money, and I might be able to afford to stay an extra three days. I mean, you.
0: it's, it's like you were like, how can I torture myself? I'm going to go to a New York Jets game. Okay, well, there you go.
1: Sean, you're a Bengals fan. Calm down. I yeah, don't know I that much Bengals about fan. football.
0: Let's, but- let's go ahead and mute Denise again. Anyway. I do
1: know oh, that there has never been a text message sent saying that the Bengals have been to the playoffs. Correct? Am I correct on that? What?
0: Yes. Yes, the All Bengals right, have been then. to the playoffs Be many quiet. times. Quiet. What are you talking about? The Bengals have been to the playoffs. All right. Numerous well, probably times.
1: To, don't worry, I'll get my quote right. I'm just trying to tell you that I, you know what? I had a great time at the game. I Good. ate food. It was I played. It was fantastic.
0: That's awesome. Fear and Loathing in New York says, I think Denise kicked herself out of New York. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll be in New York Wednesday. Hope to see some of you guys. Nerd Guru says, Denise got to see Zach Wilson no-self being a Jets quarterback. (laughs) People really trashing the Jets here. Oh That's man! Okay. People saying the Bengals were into yes, Super Bowls. Are, self,
1: are self-aware though.
0: Super Bowl, Denise. Uh, You're just lucky
1: that I don't have the knowledge that I need to burn you at the moment. Well, so you that are very seems lucky. to be
0: that seems to be the basis of our friendship, Denise. You don't have the knowledge required oh. to burn me. Let's go. Yeah, hold hold
1: the phone. This is what people don't know. How many times don't you reach out to me and be like, hey, Denise, can you tell me how you did this? Can you tell me how you did that? Can you help me out with this? Never. All the time. But no one ever gives me... You're not going to tell anybody.
0: Even Diva Diva talking about going to a Jets game. She was in Jersey. Oh, sorry.
1: My thing is like blowing up. Sorry. It's like
0: it's like today is actually a good episode of Raw. We're oh, talking okay, about the thank Jets. You.
1: Thank you. Thank Okay, first of all, I have the correction now, Sean, so I can burn you now, okay? okay? It's nobody in human history, I have the meme right here, has ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game, Bengals last playoff win, 1991, homeboy, I wasn't even born yet.
0: Sorry, you don't know about the Bo Jackson curse? That's on you. Anyway, this Friday I will be back to cover well, lucky SmackDown. I can not crotch
1: top right now on camera. Mm.
0: Damn, Denise, that's 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 too much. That's just unreal. But I'll be back on Friday for the post SmackDown show. But that's not it. The listen, your boy will not be happening this Wednesday. Instead, it will be Friday. I feel like since going to Arthur Ashe, I was like, you know what? I'll have some news. Coming out of that. We'll talk about it on Listen, you boy. But also this Friday, it is gonna be a loaded Friday for Fightful. I've been teasing a story uh that I've been working on since like June about WWE and their various relationships with Fox, NBC Universal, USA Network, Peacock, and the like. The first part of that will drop Friday. It looks like it's gonna focus on the Fox end of things. I'm talking like some really in-depth stuff. Like what do they think of the draft and the roster split? Uh, what do they think of, of viewership and uh, how that has, has been affected by the pandemic? Who are the points of contact there between the McMahons and the Murdoch family? Even like down to who Vince McMahon's having dinner with to talk about a lot of these things with. There's so much to this story. Uh, if any of you all are interested in these relationships between companies, this is going to be a really good one. We've been working on it for a very long time. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. In addition, this evening, we broke some news about the location for uh, Full Gear, AEW Full Gear, as well as how a big autograph signing that a lot of the talent was scheduled for is going to be handled since they moved Full Gear. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. We broke some big news last week. A guy by the name of Pete Dunn re signed with WWE. And Johnny Gargano's contract is coming up very soon. So you never know what we're going to drop over there. It's a good time. But we've got super chats. J.W. Pringle said, Ryback doesn't like SRS. He said bad words at SRS. Well, you know what? I'd do you anything. Did? What to- were they? Did I, miss I don't it? know, it but you know what? You know what? If I were him, I'd be doing whatever I could to get attention to. Jason Griefer says they don't call her little evil for nothing in hold reference to I'm going to have Denise. to
1: start disassociating myself. You know what? I haven't been. You know what? Yeah, yeah. You want to you? hit
0: your wagon to ride back? That, that's no, no, you're... no. Hold on. No,
1: not that. Actually, I have people now that go to me and they write to me like, oh, Sean said this, like, why don't you do that? This and that. And they'll be like snitching on yeah. you to me. Yeah, Denise, I, have I know saying,
0: that person threatened to murder me no, last week. Hold
1: on. That's not it. And then I have people telling me like, oh, Sean thought this about that. So now I know what you thought. I'm like, the frick! why am I getting blamed for what Sean is saying? You're getting me in trouble now. And I have nothing to do with any of that.
0: Well, you know what? One of those people threatened to murder my family last week. So we'll not listen to that. Yeah, them. Sean,
1: we all know. We heard yeah. the news. We yeah. saw your Twitter.
0: Yeah, I'm going to mute you because that's not a funny thing to joke about. Denise. Sabanistic says, let's talk Sean's about my Texans. It. Actually, let's not. Denise, who's your football team?
1: Uh, well, I by default, I have to go for the Jets.
0: Douglas Johnson says, why do you hate French Canadians, Sean? I love French Canadians. And Maddie B. Rasslin says, The Jets went to -to back-to-back AFC championship games in the past 20 years. Who gives a shit? We had a pretty good episode of Raw. John Gorman says, Hey, Arsar and Denise, only watched the first 30 minutes, but it sounds like Raw was better tonight. Do you think USA is putting pressure on them to have better shows? A little more sense of urgency. Well, Denise, it's funny they asked that because it seems... Like that's the case of late based on the conversations that I've been having. Does it seem like to you that like they have been grilled to uh, maybe step it up a little bit? Because for a long time, it was the same. For now, the USA Network, you mean? Or Fox or anybody. It seems like the rematches are fewer and far between kind of. I mean, there were still a few tonight.
1: Well, to be honest, like I noticed I started like today's episode of Raw, I really felt like we were seeing like something different. And again, like I'm coming in here as somebody that really enjoyed today's show. And I thought that they did a lot of stuff that I actually liked. OK, and then even with last week, you know, we had the whole biggie win and all of that. And for the most part, last week's episode was like, OK, but I really did think that they stepped it up this week, though. And then I didn't get to watch this past week's SmackDown, so I can't really comment on that. But um, but in regards to Raw, yeah, I thought that they f- I felt like they were putting an actual, real, legitimate effort to put on a good show.
0: Rob Reed says if hot-shotting leads to a show like tonight's every week, hotshot away, what a show. Well, I mean, I would rather they just do stuff that makes sense that leads to great shows like this instead of just just hot shotting, but Uh, The Nerd Drew says, so accustomed to raw sucking, but this was a good raw. Thanks, AEW, for kicking Vince into gear. Maybe next week might be trash. You guys rule. There's there's nothing that indicates to me that it was AEW that kicked him into gear. Otherwise, he would have been kicked into gear a long time ago, Denise. Well,
1: I I can't see. I feel like it's not one of those things. And obviously, you'd probably know more about this. But I don't think it's just a one thing that. Is leading to all of this. I think it's multiple things. You know, you have all of, you know, all of these people saying all of this negative stuff. You had the McFoley video, which was kind of, you know, not necessarily uh, all. It was kind of embarrassing for the company to have somebody like McFoley, a legend, put out that video uh, for them. And then you have AEW Dynamite that's coming up this week and Rampage. So we have the two hour Rampage and you have this like very highly profiled, promoted show for AEW Dynamite. On top of that, you have, you know, football. So I just feel like there is so many different things if they're not actually doing anything to put some effort into the show that's not a good sign but like given everything all of those things that i just mentioned i feel like all of that contributed to at least tonight's good show
0: we've got ke775 saying do you think we'll see any nxt wrestlers drafted yeah i would expect this isn't a report it's just just my hunch Denise, I think we'll probably see Austin Theory and Dakota Kai and Aaliyah and a lot of the people who have kind of been in purgatory. Ziah Lee, probably drafted up. It would make a lot of sense. That's in a couple of weeks now.
1: I mean, it would make sense, right? But I think at this point, it's like, I don't know if if, just because if it makes sense, we're bound to see it happen. But we obviously with NXT 2.0, we are seeing so many new faces. And it's either they completely take all of those people that were, like you said, in purgatory to make room for those new faces. Or they really do just find a a balance of, you know, having those same people that they already had mixed in with all of the new people that they're bringing in. So it's like either they're going to find a balance for that or they're going to, you know, just do what they've been doing.
0: Jeff L says, hello, friends. Happy National Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, happy National Hispanic Heritage Month, guys. Uh, We appreciate uh, the super chat. Rafael says, the Miz killed his dance routine tonight. I always think of the other real-world housemates that clowned him. Where are they now, and where is he? Uh, Well, they're nowhere near the public eye like he is. I know a few of them hung around for a while, but. Very, very few cast members on that show tend to last that long, unless they make a, a good run on the challenge or something. But do you watch Dancing with the Stars, Denise?
1: I used to, but I only watch like, I only watch if like my favorite celebrities are on, and yeah. none of my favorite celebrities have been on, so I don't watch.
0: There you go. Orlando says, I thought tonight's Raw was only about the first 30 and last 30 minutes. Everything else was meh. Shocked to hear you guys love it. I've, I mean, maybe it's great on the raw curve or something, Denise, but. compared no, to most No, no, because day, it, I've come good. on here.
1: I've come on here and I've watched some brutal episodes of raw. I've talked oh, about some brutal episodes of raw. Okay. I've been like <clears throat> wanting to like fall asleep during multiple episodes. Uh, no, this wasn't a good episode. I even thought like the middle and everything, like, I mean, not everything. Cause there was one match, which we're going to get into eventually, but I liked it.
0: Thank you for the kind words to wrestle riot. Patrick Cooper says, was it raw tonight? It was an amazing show, but each woman's match averaged two minutes in length. A- at least there are multiple to average. I'll say that. Fear and Loathing says, will Rampage be taping after Dynamite Wednesday? I don't know if they'll be taping some before, some after. I don't know how that will work. Cool Joe says, raw was actually good tonight, but I guess that tag team turmoil match meant nothing. Well, I mean, MVP is battling an injury, so they, they couldn't couldn't happen the way that they wanted it to. So that's unfortunate, but that's just unfortunate. That's it. Uh, nothing they can really do about somebody getting hurt. Shit happens. And Chris Hart says, feels like the pay-per-view matches are not extreme rules. I think this will be something they save until later in the week. Then they'll go, oh shit. And then they'll add a bunch of stipulations, to these. Does it surprise you we don't have any yet?
1: I think that that's exactly what's going to happen, where all of a sudden it's going to be like, this is a tables match. This is, you know, this, this is that. I feel like it's going to come very, very suddenly because, yeah, extreme rules and there isn't any extreme stipulations.
0: William Banta wants to ask where you got that sick Bret Hart print behind you.
1: Amazon.
0: Oh, hot diggity dog and
1: (laughs) hot diggity dog
0: hot diggity dog orlando says any word about walter coming to the states vince could really need him for raw give us walter versus biggie buddy i don't know what makes you think that vince wants him for raw based on what we saw at survivor series a few years ago where he got pinned in two minutes um no i have not heard anything like that but what we did hear about was big e And New Day back together taking on the Bloodline. And of course, this match was announced out of nowhere. SmackDown stars, the Bloodline, not on the UK tour. Instead, they are here on Raw because what the hell's the brand split matter? And I know people say, well, Big E was on SmackDown. Well, he is a SmackDown star with the WWE title. It makes sense in, in that realm of things. Had somebody say, it's a quarterly brand-to-brand invitational. Well, no, because Baron Corbin did that last month. So that's not what that is. It's, it's quarterly. It was just a thing that they decided to do and added, and it made for some great action tonight. But it also makes me wonder, like, why are we watching this draft in a couple weeks? Will that matter that much? Because Denise, in 2019 especially, before the TV deals kicked in, they did that shakeup, and they were like, oh, hell we just messed this all up and they just went crazy. Then we've seen the wild card rule and all that. Do you think we're getting back to that? Or they, do you think they're going to try to stay strict? Uh,
1: I thought they were going to stay strict last year. It felt like yeah. they were. And then all of a sudden there was trades being made. I've, I don't remember the details, but there was like, who got traded where it was like one person got traded for two people or something like that. A trade happened on a talk show. Some stuff was happening on social media. People oh, yeah. were losing track of who was being traded. Some people weren't even traded at all. Some people weren't draft. I mean, some people weren't drafted at all. I just remember it kind of being a little bit of a mess. Like unless they were actually made during the show, everything else was like, Oh, you kind of have to like figure it out on social media and, you know, see what's out there and whatnot. So I kind of feel like, I hope that doesn't happen, but hoping is one thing. And I do think it's, I think we're going to be in the same situation that we were last year where <sighs> they're doing all of these random trades.
0: I don't like that. I don't like that. Brandon Charles Powell says new day versus bloodline should have main event at a pay-per-view. I feel like they could have gone survivor series for that. I don't know about main event, but a six person elimination tag match, but the match was good. But that finish was very unusual. I uh, loved the match. But Icy Naomi says, I usually stay pretty calm when watching this, sp- but the spot where the ref saw the DQ and never called it broke me. Bobby Lashley came out there and like ran over everybody with a tank, Denise, and they didn't call it. And I had people on Twitter with the balls to say, oh, well, they weren't the legal men, so it didn't count. That's not how this has ever worked Denise.
1: And it wasn't even like the referee's back was turned or he was oh. distracted. No, the referee saw everything happen. And I thought, "Okay, well there you go. That's a way to essentially not have either team lose." But then when the referee like they didn't they didn't ring, they didn't call it or anything like that, I was like, okay, this is weird. Where are we going with this? And here's the thing, though, that I do want to take a second and put over before the actual finish, though, because there was a moment where they really gave Big E a lot on Roman Reigns here tonight. Like, he was literally, like, manhandling him throughout this match, suplexing him left and right. I really thought that that those couple of moments uh, that they had in between both of those two guys, I felt that it did so much for Big E in that moment, you know, just again again amplify him as a stronger champion like first day you know first day you know on the job as champion uh, I thought they did a really good job of that and again I was trying to figure out how they were going to essentially make it so that you don't have Roman Reigns or Big East team lose you know uh, and when they had Bobby Lashley come in and do this attack I thought oh okay that's it uh, this is going to be a DQ no contest okay fine whatever and then it didn't happen so it was kind of
0: strange We have a bunch of super chats about this match. Norm Summers says, about to start Raw, mainly interested in New Day Bloodline. Dark Side episode has me embarrassed to be a WWE fan. Always love you too. Stay juicy. But Brandon says, love that Bobby was actually upset that he lost the title. So often in WWE, the former champ just shows back up with the just happy to be here routine. Or they just show up like, I want my rematch. No, Bobby Lashley was pissed off. He was mad all around. He was like, no, I'm, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to hurt people. As a result of this.
1: He should be because throughout his run as, you know, as champion, he was a dominant champion. How many times didn't we see him absolutely, you know, just like lose it and dominate across the board. You can't just suddenly forget that that's who he is. You can't suddenly undo everything that you did with Bobby Lashley. So the fact that they actually did not. I know that he was, you know, later on, we'll talk about the main event. And I know he was really just there to, you know, protect both guys. And that's fine and all. But I really thought that today was uh, Bobby. Okay. Like I said, Bobby Lashley has been impressive. Don't get me wrong, but I felt he was more impressive here tonight. Like there was something about him not having the title and coming in with this new, like ravaged, Attitude, this aggression that he brought into tonight, that kind of made me like Bobby Lashley even more. I was like, "Damn, I'm more into Bobby Lashley not as the champion than I was as the champion." And that's saying a lot because I did like him as champion. And so, like for me, I'm glad that they didn't just forget about him being the person that he was the last couple of weeks on Raw, or that they didn't lessen his character to you know just you know really make you know Roman and Biggie obviously looking that much stronger. What I will say overall about the theme of tonight is that we had three people that came out looking strong tonight. And I will say that it was obviously Roman Biggie and Bobby Lashley. They all came out looking uh, looking good.
0: We have a bunch of super chats. Make sure you get yours in, guys. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Ken Shearer says, I know it's a bit of a contentious term, but Reigns is starting to feel like a Mary Sue. More power to the people who enjoy it but it's boring. No, I enjoy it. I like it. Everything he's doing right now is still for me because he's being protected. And that's why when Big E, Roman, got in the ring together in this match, Denise, the crowd was for it. Two protected top guys who haven't been getting beaten a bunch. Uh, and, And the crowd cared. Ken says, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if they didn't end in DQ just so Roman could win twice in one night. I mean, they write the script. They can write him to win two times no matter what. Uh, Rafael Garcia said that ref refs saw as much as Mike Chioda did on the plane ride from hell. Damn. Bezos says, I'm so glad they left that badass horror show tagline off of it. No DQ for Bobby. What are the rules? The rules are whatever they write at that given time, apparently. Zach says the booking was confusing. Did they expect those who tuned in to see hastily arranged six-man uh, stick around after they ran it first, given Raw's track record? I mean, the fact that everything's got to have a funky finish just, like, doesn't sit well with me. And even then, it was still better than most stuff. NerdGuru wants uh, the Hurt Business to reunite and feud with both of these teams. Well, yeah, me too, if it makes sense within the context of the show and the brands and all that. They self-impose this stuff, too. Like, they decide the brand split and all that. So I just want them to make sense of this stuff.
1: Yeah. And at first I thought like when they had this six man, you know, happening at the top of the show, I really thought it was just them trying to get, you know, a strong, you know, a strong numbers for the first hour. Obviously their first hours always, you know, do better than, you know, the second and third, et cetera, whatever. Right. But the point is that like, I thought, all right, this is what they're trying to do for this week. You know, they're trying to get these guys in before, you know, the game starts, et cetera. That's what I was thinking there. I was not. And I mean, not expecting this triple threat match uh, at the end of the show. However, uh, again, even though it did feel like it came out of nowhere, like all of this came out of nowhere, I was a fan of it.
0: Yeah, uh, Paul Heyman goes backstage to uh, to Adam Pearce and Sony Deville, argues with them. Big E wants Lashley tonight. Paul Heyman's mad. So, Pearce makes a triple threat match. And we're going to talk about that later because, holy crap, That is a pay-per-view main event match being made right there
1: yeah and see I saw a lot of people that were like kind of upset that they were that they did this match or that there wasn't that much promotion on it or all of that and I get it I do think you know having the promotion ahead of time or you know maybe building it up for a pay-per-view I get that whole argument trust me I do but I do have to say this though and I've said this a million times but one of the major things that WWE Raw has been lacking and I've said this one zillion times is really the element of surprise there are so many times where I tune into the show and you can pretty much predict what is going to go down what you're going to see I I didn't predict this I didn't see this coming and even though they could have told a better story leading up to this match and again putting it on a pay-per-view I thought that even just the fact that they went out there and that they did this match out of nowhere I was like you know what at least I was surprised at least it's something different
0: oh, Denise I felt really Vindicated tonight on Raw. You know why? Why? Because for like two years, I've been saying they need to team up Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Like two years. And they finally did it. They've got a generic Titan Tron and everything. But they beat Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Um, Raw has nine tag teams, if you were to believe that. Nine tag teams.
1: I don't even Nine. think I can name them all.
0: You probably can't, and most people couldn't <laughs> either. But I'm all for Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo playing the handsome Latino guys that that they are. I mean, Humberto needs what Angel Garza has.
1: <sighs> Where do I start with this, Sean?
0: <laughs> Tell okay. me you loved it, and that's it.
1: Oh, um, okay, fine. I loved it. Yes should I continue on with my real thoughts if you want I'm just should I keep my real thoughts inside of me me. what should I do Sean
0: right again tell us what you think
1: okay fine I will be completely honest with what I think okay and this is why I'm here so I'll be real with you guys um this feels very very um on par with, somebody mentioned again, Hispanic Heritage Month, September 15th sure. to October 15th. When was the last time we saw Angel Garza? Oh, yeah. I had to go and check. June. He was in a battle royal. And before that, he had one singles match back in May. Yep. We are think, in September. We haven't seen our, the guy.
0: He kicked a flower up somebody's ass.
1: There you, you go. And now, I mean, I'm so glad. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to be a negative Nancy and all of this. I'm so glad that they are. Finally, doing this team, but I want to see where it goes before again I get all excited and, like I said last week, jump off a bridge over it. I'm not gonna <laughs> right now because right now this kind of feels like, oh, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. Let's throw them out there, you know? I'm sorry, but Fair. there's got they got to do way more with their Latino talent. Okay, that's yeah, you're it. Right. And that's point blank, point blank.
0: You're right. There, were, there was no Mexican talent on WrestleMania either I night. Can't even-
1: like, I can't even tell you. Like, and like, I'm like blanking right now, but like, there, I mean, aside from like Rey Mysterio and Dominic and Zelina Vega, and I'm probably forgetting a few key people, there's not that many Latinos you see every right. week on Raw or SmackDown, you know? So I'm sorry, but it's like, I gotta see
0: more, man. I do too. Uh, Orlando says, happy to see Humberto and Angel teaming together, hoping for a future tag run. This, this match could have been longer, it could have been about seven, eight minutes. I feel like they didn't do Mansoor and Mustafa Ali justice here. You and know. when you're building this tag division, you've got so many good tag teams there uh, or good potential tag teams. So hopefully, at the same
1: time, like you're just putting them together, Angel Garza and Umberto. So you're going to obviously want to get them that win. Of course. So it was kind of one of those situations where it's like, no matter what it was going to be like, you know, no matter who lost, it was going to be like, oof, you know,
0: Brandon Rosen says, I noticed the Ric Flair woo was deleted from the intro tonight. Is that a coincidence? No, it is not a coincidence. They pulled it after the dark side of the ring. And of all people, they replaced it with the Ultimate Warrior. Um, (laughs) Could could have thought of of better options to replace with, but there you go. NerdGuru says, all day I've been hearing uh, things about how Becky and Bianca toured the house down in the UK. Hyped for their Extreme Rules match. I think they clicked. That's a benefit of these house shows, Denise. They actually get to work the match out.
1: Of course. Yeah, do it, man. I haven't seen the clips, but I have heard.
0: Bezos says nobody takes a corner post like Ali. That is the truth. Ali goes out of his way to make everybody look like a million bucks, even if what he's doing, whether it is or isn't creatively satisfying, he goes out of his way to um, make them look good. Carrying Cross's promo. What'd you think?
1: <laughs> you know what I don't even know what to think anymore look I don't hate it I think they could have done I think they could do worse right like last week's promo was perfectly fine this one was just there it wasn't anything to like for I didn't feel outraged by it I didn't feel like anything really it was more of like a vignette though right yes yeah so I didn't really feel it's just like a clip for me
0: Zach Barber says, I feel like running the six-man first uh, undermined the goal of holding viewers, especially since it took almost two hours before the main event was announced. I do think that they believe that people will just hang on a little more than what they should. Um, you could tell they were short-staffed tonight. They did the six-man. It took up a bunch of time. Then they – I don't want to say they recycled. thats It's a good thing to recycle Biggie and Roman Reigns. They're great. But they took up the last 25, 30 minutes of the show. Do you think they should have announced that earlier?
1: The triple threat match? I think they should have announced it before Raw aired. Like, I don't know, earlier today, Friday, I don't know when. Any day would have been fine for me. Uh, yeah, I think they should have definitely promoted. I mean, I, given how it all worked out, though, and how they set it up, it makes sense as to why they waited so long. But, I mean, maybe they could have found a different way to get around it so that they could have promoted it much sooner.
0: We've got Rob Reed saying, forgot to bring this up during the opening segment, but I teared up for Big E talking about Brody, but I wasn't expecting him to give Will Hobbs a shout. And he thinks an awful lot of, of Will Hobbs, and he, he's spoken about that that publicly.
1: That was a nice moment, BTW. I was glad that he did that. It was just a nice, you know, very easy, everybody knew who he was talking about sort yeah. of thing. And the crowd automatically started chanting Brody's name. And he didn't even have to say his name for like everyone to know, obviously. um, yeah. So that was really nice.
0: Terry Creech says, when will we ever see a Native American representation in WDB? Um, there, there's not nearly enough. I mean, there's not nearly enough Native American representation in pro wrestling in general, and I hope that we see uh, a, a groundswell of that moving forward. I mean, that's that's a one that's a demographic that is severely lacking. Eva Marie against Dewdrop again. Like, what
1: was it the, the exact f- same match as Why? last week?
0: What I, is the point of this?
1: I, I'm pretty sure it was the exact same match as last week. It looked the same to me.
0: My God. Am I crazy here? She well, the difference is Eva comes out and basically is like, ha ha, do drops nasty. Oh, this made
1: me nervous. I didn't know where they were going with this. When she started saying, like, oh, women like you and women like me, I forget what she said verbatim, but I was like, Where are you going with this? Where are you going with it?
0: Called her a mess and all that stuff. And I mean, to me, Eva needs to be selling more after these ass whoopings like she's getting up pretty pretty early it feels like like you should be getting like a a good sell job on this ah man not not nearly enough for me but this match shouldn't have even happened like we saw it do drop one let's move on
1: well do drop did say that evolution was dead but then commentary was arguing as to whether or not it was dead or not. So I don't know if they're trying to tell us it's dead. I don't think it's dead. I'm pretty sure we're going to see this at least one more time.
0: Yeah, of course we will. Russell Adams says, hey, Sean, pay Denise more and have her on this channel more. Love you all. Russell, Northern Ireland. I'll I can't. Take that I only advisement. come out during Hispanic
1: Heritage Month.
0: <laughs> Damn, Denise. <laughs>
1: what? I like to have fun. I like to craft jokes every now and then.
0: Well, RK-Bro was backstage. They have really good chemistry. Randy Orton. I don't
1: appreciate you no-selling my joke. It makes me feel low. Like I make a joke and you don't laugh.
0: I don't know, Denise. Maybe you're, never mind.
1: Why am I even on the show?
0: Well, Randy Orton didn't no-sell Riddle's jokes. He almost broke character on TV. It seems like Randy Orton is having a lot of fun doing this. This is, he seems like he really enjoys this. And then we saw the match with AJ afterwards. And it's like, okay, we've seen this match a bunch. I don't know how much, but it feels like we've seen it a bunch lately. But this match, um, uh, this was really, really good. But first, tell me what you thought of the promo.
1: Uh, The promo was funny. Uh, I wish I would have known what the headphones were because I'm assuming this was like a product placement type of deal, but I didn't know like what the brand was for the headphones. So maybe I don't know if it was intended to be a product placement sort of deal. Uh, But I thought it was funny because Matt Riddle was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, I made you a playlist, this and that. Then he was singing the Randy Orton song. I thought all of that was funny. It was fine, you know, and Randy Orton's just looking at him like, oh, dear God, it is what it is every week. It's fine.
0: And, I mean, I love both of these guys. We, we see this match so much. I mean, we saw it December 2019, November 2020. We've seen it three times this year. We saw it a f- last month. We saw this match. And then we've seen him wrestle a bunch. Of, I, I think they should move on from AJ and Omos and Randy Orton and Riddle. Joel says, a motivated and happy Randy Orton is one of the best in the business. Well, he was tonight. I loved that finish. I loved the suplex as well. Uh, but the finish where... Randy caught AJ going for it and doing the hesitation was so smooth. There was, there's just like this sense of motivation that Randy seems to have when there's somebody that can really, really go with him, And he has that with AJ styles. They have very, very good chemistry. I thought the finish was awesome. I'm so glad it was a clean finish as well. Uh, I thought this was, was wonderful.
1: Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think AJ somewhere in some interview i think he said that randy was one of i mean a lot of people say randy is some of like their favorite opponent to work with but i'm pretty sure aj might have mentioned him as well too and i mean these are both guys that they just know what they're doing they know what they're doing
0: and randy's the guy that everybody says if you could build a wrestler in a lab it's always him it's always him uh who do you think they move on to next for rk bro and the tag titles
1: who else do they've got they got like
0: I mean, seven can, other teams. It's just none right. of them are over. They haven't gotten any of them over.
1: That's the problem. I was like, okay, you got, you got, you know, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor, but, and, you know, are they going to move on to them? Maybe, the, maybe the teams, not.
0: The teams there are AJ and Omos, Angel and Humberto, Lucha House Party, uh, New Day, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, uh, not Retribution. You got the, the team of Mahal, and then you got the Viking Raiders. So, a lot of teams that could be okay, but like nobody is over to the point to where, okay, let's put them in there with Randy Orton. I'm
1: going to go with Ali, with Ali and Mansoor. After they out lost of those, tonight. Out that, of those options. That's the
0: most that's thing. The,
1: that's the, I, I just, that feels like the most probable option.
0: I like Joel uh, saying I'd bring grizzled young vets to raw in the draft. Boy, they would be good. They'd yep. be good. Oh man, that would be a lot of fun.
1: I did like Oma's uppercutting uh, Matt Matt Riddle during this match because he literally like went flying. That was like one of my, that was one of the highlights for me, aside from everything that Randy and AJ were doing.
0: Oh, one of my favorite things on this show, Shayna Baszler just beat the brakes off of Nia Jax. Now I, I gotta preface this, Denise, by saying. Shayna should have never been in the booking situation to where she needed a reset. She should have never needed or required a reset, but they have treated her like garbage for a year and a half since the Becky feud ended. And really let's be real. When the Becky feud started and she was biting people's necks, like she has never been booked. Great, but this felt like a reset. However, It's WWE, so there's a real possibility that like next week or the week after, or even this Sunday, Nia pops right back up, isn't hurt at all, and beats Shayna. Hopefully not. But this was way too much talking, but then Shayna was just like, I'm going to hit you really hard and choke you out. I don't think they could have booked the match better than this. This was wonderful.
1: And one of the things that we've been talking about nonstop on this show is the fact that they've been protecting Nia Jax so much. She's been protected for a good amount of time. And for her to essentially lose in this manner to Shayna, I thought it was a great sign for Shayna. Like you mentioned this reset, I, I wouldn't have had she not won in this fashion and then all the events that transpired after the match, I would not have necessarily bought into this, but the way that she won and the way that again that they've been booking Naya, it actually kind of feels like it's coming together now whether or not this was a plan all along i'm assuming because they kind of had like a breakup then they would you thought they were breaking up one week then the following week they were back together and then the week after that they were friends again so it kind of felt like they were debating for a very long time when to really legitimately pull the plug on them as a team so i mean i i'm taking this as a good sign for Shayna.
0: me too afterwards you got Nia getting her elbow stomped, and she screamed bloody murder. She sold the hell out of it. Some people thought it was too much. Some people liked the way that it made Shayna look. How were you feeling about it?
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, be- <laughs> I didn't think the Nia selling was that great. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. The shrieking, I couldn't feel. I couldn't. I'm supposed to feel bad for her, right? I'm supposed to feel bad, yeah, you know, that she's hurt in the situation. I, I think I, maybe. I just don't
0: have any sympathy for her. And I saw somebody say, it's hard for me to get sympathy on her. I'm like, well, that's not always the issue. Like, you're not always turning her baby face. You're just showing that Shayna Baszler's bad right. as hell.
1: Even though, you know, even though Nia is a heel and all of that, that's fine, right? But, like, I didn't feel any sympathy for her at all. I was just like, oh, my God, make this stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think this was all that great. <laughs>
0: Artist says, loved when Shayna took out Nia. I popped. And Brandon Rosen says, uh, if Nia is written off TV for a bit, the women's roster can feel a whole lot safer. Well, okay, sure. But I thought this was handled really well. Now, I want to see Shayna Baszler protected and treated like the badass that she is.
1: Hashtag no biting, please.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Please, no biting. Oh, my God. It was just... It started it off so bad, and then she lost at WrestleMania, and they couldn't have known that Becky was going to go. But I'm sure if Becky knew that she was going to go, she would have dropped the title. Yeah. Oh man. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. Please leave a thumbs up. Got some interviews dropping this week. The former Ari Sterling in WWE, Alex Zane. We've got an hour long interview dropping Tuesday, and then later this week. How about do drop? Spoke to her a while back. Got some other great interviews coming up um, that I can't reveal right now. But I'll have a lot of stories on them up on FightfulSelect.com ahead of that. I love the Shayna Baszler thing. It was good. You got Brandon Charles Powell saying, what did you think of the remorseful look on Shayna's face during the post-match? I guess it makes sense because they were a team, but I want to see the killer Shayna look with no remorse. I mean, Denise, when this team started, we thought it was going to last a couple of weeks and they were going to build to the mash. They stretched this out well over a year. I mean, we're talking like, I don't even know if the Thunderdome was around. I think they were still at the PC I when they so. were doing this team.
1: I will tell you this. I did not hate the remorse that Shayna had because it, she's got to be, she just can't go back exactly to what she was before. Right. They got to do something different with her to, you know, like you said, reset the character. So the fact that she did have some remorse, I'm okay with that. She can still be this badass chick that's, you know, kicking butt left and right and making girls scream and cry. But at the same time, she can still have like a tiny tint of like, oof, it just adds layer to her to her character. And I'm OK with that. I, I, I didn't mind this. At first, I was kind of at first, my first initial reaction to seeing the remorse on her face was, oh, I don't really care that she feels like I don't want to see her feel bad about it. But then once I started thinking about it, I was like, it has to be something new, something a little bit different.
0: Elias, somebody says, any idea what's going on with Elias? Your guess is as good as mine. I will try to find out. Joel Wood says, what do you think of Keith Bearcat Lee? A heel turn. Well, I mean, I've had somebody tell me that they they kind of heard about this a while back. I'm looking to find out more. The instant comparison will be to Bearcat Wright, who was 6'6", 275, you know, the optics very similar to that of Keith Lee and in, in that their size and stature. And he was, he was a very agile, big man wrestler. Like he would, he would do a lot of like spin kicks and jumps off the top rope, even though his like finisher was a claw hold. I mean, that's, that's the comparison we're getting here. But Keith Bearcat Lee, what are your thoughts when you heard that Denise?
1: Okay. So I read that before raw obviously and then this actually reminded me of the Matt Riddle Randy Orton segment because they were talking about all of these like wildlife animals and all of this and I was like are they gonna mention Keith Lee or something like where are they going with this that's the first thing that I thought of when the whole Matt Riddle Randy Orton promo went on backstage now what do I think of the actual name it feels very out of nowhere and I hope that it's executed in a good way, and it doesn't come across weird like what they did with Carrying Cross.
0: Yep, yep, <laughs> I agree. And uh, there's a good chance it's going to come across weird like what they did with Carrying Cross. Denise. Yeah. See, like,
1: are they? Gonna, they're obviously going to have to change his gear, and who knows what they're going to do to him. Oh boy. They're going to have to. Ch- you, you can't have a name like You're that right. and have that gear. You're yes. Right. they to have a different gear. So what are they? Oh my gosh. I have a, they already changed it. Once- up-
0: what, what else could they possibly do?
1: Face paint. I'm not saying they should do it, but I'm just thinking, trying, trying to try and think like them right now.
0: Tyree James says I was there live. WWE needs to end the brand split fat chance, buddy. Sorry. Rob Reed says Keith Lee went from limitless to a name that immediately. limits oh, him. Damn.
1: That's good. I mean, it's not on- good for him, but good for the super chat.
0: John Vasquez says, Shayna looking good just to lose with a roll-up again. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. I I don't want that to be the case. Oh man. Um, Alexa, Charlotte, the promo. I love the dialogue here. I mean, I don't like the hocus pocus stuff, but this was very much Charlotte being like, I don't, I'm not dealing with your hocus pocus bullshit. I love the line about where, where Alexa's going at Charlotte for not being original and for losing the title all the time. Then Charlotte's like, really? We're going to talk about being original? Like, that was a nice inside baseball thing. I did not have high hopes for this this program because of all the Hocus Pocus stuff that we see. I think they're doing as well as they possibly can.
1: I love this. Oh, I was such a big fan of this. I didn't even write notes down because I was so like in tune with what they were saying. And I I didn't know if they were going to touch on certain topics. Yeah. I mean, I figured they weren't, but I thought maybe they're going to throw, like you said, like an, like an inside, like, like, I don't know, something that like, you know, you would only catch if you like know what's going on in the news and all of that, right? So I kind of sensed that they were going to go somewhere with it. And then I forgot what exactly Alexa Bliss said, but she mentioned something about like, uh, she was starting to, she turned the conversation in a different direction. I forgot what the word was that she said, but I, I just immediately thought, oh my God, where is Alexa Bliss going with this? Like, where is she going to go with this? But before that, I do want to say that I thought everything that Charlotte Flair was saying was like on point. Like she was bringing up a lot of the legitimate gripes that fans have, you know, on social media talking yes. about Alexa Bliss and the Alexa Bliss character. And I cannot believe how how over the Charlie doll is. She's more over than Lily. Like everybody hated Lily. And now Charlie, Charlie's like, you know, loved or whatever. Uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. And obviously, you know, it's the crowd kind of playing along to the fact that, you know, Charlotte hates Charlie and all of that. But I just kind of thought that that was hilarious. So I thought that Charlotte was bringing up a lot of good points. This even felt like a babyface promo to me at one point because I was agreeing with everything that she was saying. And then once Alexa bliss took the reins and she started again, I forgot what it was that she said that kind of turned this thing into an entire direction. And then when people started doing the whole, you know, when they started wooing and, you know, Charlotte's, you know, embracing the woos and then Alexa's just like, that's not even yours. Like you, that, that wasn't even originally yours. And then, and then that line, again, like you mentioned, where she hits her with, you really want to talk about originality, like, etc. That et was so good. Oh, it was so good. I really like that. I mean, I given the fact that when they mentioned that they were going to do Alexa's playground with Charlotte Flair, I thought this was going to be a disaster. And it wasn't. It was very well played and a really good reminder that Alexa Bliss mm. is really great on the mic.
0: Ian says, the crowd reaction to Charlotte Alexa in the ring won me over two weeks ago. I think they won everyone else over tonight. Both are still underrated. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if they're both underrated or if they're just both, they don't get the credit they deserve because a lot of people dismiss them because they're on the show so much.
1: They definitely do not get the credit they deserve. You know, people hate Charlotte. We've already been there. I mean, we've had people on here saying why they hate Charlotte, right? And then with Alexa Bliss, it's the character. People don't like it. So I do think, but, but people sometimes forget that she is doing a really great job with the character, even if it's not for everybody. And so I do think that it is one of those things where, yeah, they may not be doing things that you like neither, neither woman, but they're both doing a phenomenal job in their roles.
0: Cool. Joe says we want the old Alexa bliss back. Thank you, Charlotte. And J.W. Pringle says does Charlotte ever come out without a robe for the life of me. I can't remember. My thought is WWE is distancing the subtlety from Rick with reasons. Yeah, all the time.
1: Yeah, I was going to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's been like, I mean, her fashion's been pretty crazy lately. She's coming out there, dre- like, not in her gear, like in she's actual been, stuff.
1: She's been doing moves with heels.
0: Yeah. Her guru says, Whoever booked this saw Britt versus Ruby just saying, No, I, I don't think that this really had anything to do with that. But uh, I thought this was. Really, really good. I thought this was exceptional. This was raw firing on all cylinders, and and doing really well. Denise, yeah. Trying to think of a good segue about uh, about manscaped. We got. I don't feel. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like doing it. I,
1: I have know. a manscaped. Do you? Yeah, we got she it did. using the fightful code. is that too much information
0: no it's great here we go manscaped (laughs) autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in the patch our friends at manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve what
1: you're you're showing the wrong graphic
0: oh am i oh whoops
1: wake up sean wake up
0: (laughs) sorry i mean hey i do want to shout out our buddies at blue chew They hit us up and they said, in light of the Dark Side of the Ring episode, let's pause until October. Bless those guys. Support them. They're good people. But uh, as I was saying, Denise, uh, it's autumn. It's fall. Do you do do you do a lot of fall activities? I don't know if like the weather.
1: I love fall. Falls the best, the best.
0: Like, do you do the pumpkins and all that carving pumpkins, all that?
1: No, I've never carved a pumpkin.
0: Well, I, I carved my first one last year. But you know what? You can run into an accident if you're carving the pumpkin in your pants. <laughs> and you're not using Manscaped. Let's make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming. With their brand new fourth generation performance package. Get ready. To protect your pumpkins, don't turn it into squash, if you know what I mean. You don't want those innards all over the place. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped. But go to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL. Time to bundle up with that Performance Package 4.0. You get the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, the performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. It's got all that good stuff. That performance package has that lawnmower. Skin safe technology is going to protect your little pumpkins, my friends. The 4000K LED spotlight, you know, it's getting darker earlier, so you're going to be able to see. It's got that precise shave, plus it's waterproof, because you know that weather is getting a little damp, a little moist, as they say. But don't forget, they got the Weed Whacker, too. 9,000 RPM motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide that proprietary skin-safe technology, plus all those liquid formulations that I mentioned earlier, plus the two free gifts, the boxers. The shed travel bag. 20% off plus free shipping with the code fightful at manscape.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code fightful at manscaped.com. Clean shiny balls. Shave your pumpkins. Mow that lawn. Two free gifts. Wink wink. Oh,
1: she'll get the two free gifts.
0: Oh boy. Thank uh-huh. you, Denise, for the assist. I greatly You're appreciate welcome. it. You're a professional.
1: You're welcome.
0: <clears throat> Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. This is another match that was good. Big shocker. Now, Denise. Yes. I'm sad. Why? They didn't play off the rich history. Of they the never football. do. I mean, these two were throwing piss at each other's face. And they didn't even play off of it. What a shame, but this match was very good. Uh, the highlight for me, well, Seamus bleeds every week. Shocker, sky is blue. Jeff Hardy eats those knees on a swanton, and then still immediately, he's a sunset flip for the win. Now, my thing is, Damian Priest has already beat both of these guys, so okay, he's going to beat them both again, because he ain't losing that title. He's super protected right now. But this match on Sunday, you add Jeff Hardy to the U.S. title match now, this match is gonna ha.
1: I'm so glad that they added Jeff Hardy to this match because I just think it's just gonna I mean obviously it's gonna add so much more to it and I just think people are gonna have you know a little bit more a little bit more interest and that's gonna be great that's gonna benefit Damian Priest a whole lot you know as champion I feel very confident like you said that he is gonna be retaining the belt I feel confident that he is but the one of the things that I do want to add though is that I'm so glad they had him on commentary during this because they could have easily like not even had him come out but I like that they had Adam on commentary and I liked that he was never ever afraid of having Jeff Hardy added to this match and he shouldn't be why because he's a baby face and just all the things that he was saying on commentary about uh, about you know Jeff Hardy trying to get the spot you know good for him and I, I mean I forget the exact wording that he used but the point is that I like that he didn't come across as like you know like nervous about it like he welcomed the additional person into this yes. match.
0: He's like, I'll fight him. I don't care. Joel Wood said Jeff Hardy got a win in his hometown. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize it. Oh,
1: you're right. I didn't even realize it either.
0: Maybe it's because I tune out raw commentary so much. It felt like they didn't make a big deal out of it.
1: No, they didn't.
0: I mean, it would have been kind of cool. But I love this. I love them adding Hardy to the Seamus-Damian Priest match. And I love the new women's tag team champions, Super Brutality. Let's just end this Natalia Tamina nightmare. Nerd Guru says, "Give me all the matches between Shotzi and Tegan versus Rhea and Nikki." A little glimpse back into the NXT of old. Oh, buddy, they're gonna give you plenty of them. I get the feeling you're gonna see three or four of them. But before this, Rhea gets legit emotional talking about Connor's cure. Good to see that she cares about that. She takes that very seriously. But, well, first off, we're going to get a rematch. They're doing this match again Sunday. Guarantee you they do it. I'll bet anything. I'll bet anything they do this again Sunday, Denise.
1: I wish the match would have been just a tiny bit longer to make the win feel more grand. Uh I thought that, yeah, like when they won, I was like, oh, my God like I for some reason I forgot that this was for the titles for some reason I I just forgot and then when I realized it I was like I had this moment of oh oh my god you know and so um but I want to touch back on Rhea Ripley because she was legitimately getting emotional during that and I saw a bunch of people that were like oh it looked like she forgot her lines this and that and I'm like yeah she probably did but I genuinely think that the emotion that she was uh Whatever emotion she was feeling, it, it was genuine. You could tell. And I think like so many times you're used to like seeing, like, you know, people express themselves in very robotic ways that because this wasn't a robotic way, uh, it came across as. It's something like people were kind of like, oh, she just forgot her lines because I was reading the comments on what people were saying. And I'm like, no, like she was legitimately like touch. I mean, I don't know if this is something that hits close to home for her. I don't know if maybe she got to, you know, visit some of the kids. I have no idea what went down there, but I did know or at least it came through to me that that was a very raw emotional moment for her. And I like that. I mean it was very sweet. Like how how could you not get that way when you're talking about something like Connor's cure? So yeah, I liked all this. And I was so happy for them when they won too.
0: And now you get the flexibility of having Rhea and Nikki ASH on SmackDown and you need to work a program with Tegan and Shotzi. They they that's the team. That's that's who you should do. And then when you bring up the Ziya Lees and the Aaliyahs and the Dakota Kai's Build some more teams. That way you don't have to do every match
1: four times. Well, Sean, hold on. Now that we have new champions, though, don't they have to redo their contenders match? Technically. I'm <laughs> you just know so what? happy
0: that we got new champions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some
0: some stupid punk says, as usual, I can't wait for sour graps. Hashtag Kalex Yeah. I, I mean, if you guys have never checked out our post NXT show on Tuesday, Alex Palowski is now joined by Kate Hensler every week. So check that out. Joel Wood says that's the best lead into a Manscaped ad ever. Baalob says, I think Bearcat Keith Lee sounds better than Keith Bearcat Lee. I do too, Denise. It rolls off the tongue a lot better to have it say before. it again. Bearcat Keith Lee sounds better than Keith Bearcat Lee.
1: Yeah. I actually thought it was the other way around. So never <clears> mind. Oops.
0: There you go. Injection says, I think Damian might go to SmackDown. I think that's a possibility. I think he'd fit in really well on SmackDown on Fox, too. They would probably like him. I'd switch the U.S. and Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Guys, get in your Super Chats. We are heading down the home stretch. Billy B. Bad says, Is Shane McMahon done with WWE again? I don't think we've seen him since Raw Underground. Yeah, we have. He wrestled uh, Braun at WrestleMania in a cage match. But um, I've actually... I It's so wild you asked that. I dug around this week, and I was told... He is still WWE talent, so i uh, glad I can have an answer to the question that you spent money for because I just happened to be asking about that this week. Some Stupid Punk says, FYI, the as usual for sour graps isn't a dig. Oh, we know. All good. All good, my friends. 24-7 segment, you've got Drake Maverick trying to formulate plots to knock off Reggie including Drew Gulak distracting him. But Reggie's smarter than literally the entire roster because distractions don't work on him, Denise.
1: No, I thought what was funny was the ending. He goes on top of the white truck, right? And then afterwards, like, he leaps off of it. And so you get this, like, further shot of the camera. And and our truth and Akira Tozawa are still trying to climb up the up the little white truck, but they could have just came down the little hallway because there was a little hallway where they didn't have to climb the truck. So I thought that was really funny.
0: I'm real. I just see it. I say it every week. I'm enjoying this more than I have any 24-7 stuff in a long time. So good on them recognizing it. This is why for so long when people said, get rid of it. I'm like, no, just make make it fun. Make it entertaining. That's it just do that. When everybody says, Oh, in the brand split, no book better. Get rid of the women's tag titles. No book it better. Stop being lazy. You can do it. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer,
1: They did. They oh, this slapped that
0: meat. Those big sirloin beef sons of bitches. They bumped that meat super hard. Just it was it was tough. It was tough. Roman Reigns gets the win when Bobby Lashley is like, "Wait, I can use a chair, so I'm gonna use a chair," and he beats. Big E down hard with it. Now, I like this for a few reasons. It gives Big E a reason to want to fight Bobby Lashley, even though Bobby Lashley just is is about to get pinned. What Do I necessarily love Bobby Lashley getting pinned? Ah, eh, not really, but you know what? He got speared by the most protected guy in the company. And I, I've say this over and over again. Sometimes wrestlers face each other. And one's better than the other. Okay. But now, as a result, Denise, we got Big E, who's got the title. And he could just easily move on. But Bobby Lashley beat him with a chair. Bobby Lashley's got a reason to want to face Big E. Big E's got a reason to want to face Lashley. And Roman Reigns goes over. I thought they did really, really awesome with this. And the match, um, but uh, as well. They, They... They touched
1: on multiple stories here with all of these guys, you know. And when I said this earlier on the stream, I meant it. Like each of these guys came out, you know, more grander than, you know, they were, you know, before the show and that's saying a lot and that's the thing though too is that you know Big E as a new champion he really needed all of this now I knew for a fact there was no way he was going to get a win over Roman Reigns but the way that they protected him in this match and even with the finish and even before in that opening match with the six-man tag even him getting there was a moment where uh, he hit the big ending on Roman Reigns and he could have gotten the win there but uh, obviously you know Bobby Lashley coming in with the chairs and all of that Uh, and I do like that now because of the way that ended he can have a story now with with Bobby Lashley and he should and now it feels much more Important. I was a fan of all of this. I didn't want any of this to end. Uh, There was, uh, I loved when uh, Biggie did the splash on Bobby Lashley. I like when Bobby Lashley put him through the table. Uh, I thought, I thought actually after the table spot, I thought that's how they were going to essentially eliminate Biggie from the picture. So I was actually expecting it to end after that. So the fact that they continued, I'm I'm glad that they did there. And then there was a moment where like Biggie speared the hell out of Roman Reigns. That was really cool too, like just like straight through the ropes um that was really awesome and again i liked the finish i was expecting roman reigns to win i just didn't know how they were going to do it and we all knew bobby lashley was there to take the pin and that's perfectly fine i didn't think it hurt him whatsoever again i actually think he was the most impressive man uh of the night
0: really really enjoyed this pay-per-view level match pay-per-view level finish this was everything i needed to be and it was a really really good raw I I wish Raw was like this every week. And I know that some people are saying, well, they had SmackDown stars. They do. But you know what you could do? Just book this better every week. But you know what? We got something special for you. Fightful Magazine. FightfulMag.com. Check it out, my friends. Head over to FightfulMag.com. Tons of great stories. CM Punk is back. We got Jack Goodwillie discussing that we've got uh, articles on uh, Brian Lee somebody who I've been trying to track down forever Thunder Rosa with people who work with her John Cena's WWE return a look at the Thunderdome going the way of the dodo uh, we've got a look at the Steiner brothers where they are now part 4 of our interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Cody Deaner of Impact Wrestling who's been involved in wrestling for over two decades uh, is the latest contributor to the Wrestler's Tribune. In addition to that, if you like those circus fights, uh, the Mike Tyson 20 years after, 25 years after his prime, Jake and Logan Paul, we've got to look at that as well and a look at the Fire Pro Wrestling Series and why that matters. FightfulMag.com, available digital and print. Denise, what do you got going on this week?
1: I'm looking at the week. What's happening this week? What is happening? Oh, yeah. Our, Extreme uh, Rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, Extreme Rules, a giant AEW show. There's, yeah, there's a lot.
1: Yeah. Sorry, my brain went blank. I was like, what is happening this week? Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I got all my shows on F4W. Oh, oh Sean, my 100th episode of my solo show, Speak Now Ooh, Pro Wrestling, is this Wednesday. Congratulations, 100 episodes. I can't believe it. So I'll be celebrating that. Uh, that's going to be really fun. And then uh, I'll be back here. On this weekend for extreme rules.
0: That's right. It feels gosh, it feels like forever since we've done a pay-per-view show together because we were at SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple more super chats. Uh I don't know who sent this one because it's not listed, but it says Roman beat Big E and New Day separately tonight. It'd be awesome if it led to Big E getting that win at Survivor Series uh against Roman. Um uh, yeah. I would love that. I but I think that the person who beats Roman Reigns needs to beat him for the title, Denise. I think it's important that they they unseat him.
1: Yeah. Uh, see, I I've said this before. I just I feel like I know in my heart when I feel like it's going to be right, but then again, what I feel doesn't matter, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: But I I just I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm, I'm torn on this one, really I am.
0: Thank you to it was Joel Wood that sent that chat and Orlando Arego says this main event was great. Best moment was Bobby. When Bobby almost got the win, but Big E stopped it and Bobby got pissed off to get the chair. Everybody almost won this match, Denise.
1: That's good. I don't mind that.
0: And NerdGrew says, Quick Arthur Ashe predictions. Well, I'm hoping, hoping Hangman Page comes back. I think this would be the great, a great place to bring him back and just a an entire crowd explodes after a killer Match, And I think that Omega and Brian Danielson should go to a time limit draw too.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like both of those things that you just said. I think it's going to be a really fun show. I can't wait to watch.
0: Well, guys, a reminder, the Listen Your Boy will not be on Wednesday. It'll be on Friday. Uh, I wanted to give you guys kind of a rundown of what I find out and what I get at at Arthur Ashe. But this Friday on FightfulSelect.com. Part one of this big story I'm working on, this fox WWE relationship. I'll be dropping one about the usa WWE relationship and then one about the streaming platforms relationship with WWE. And there are some really, really good bits of information in there that you guys are going to love. Uh, Breaking the news of some shows that I don't even think have been announced yet. Um, some, some planned dates. And there's just a whole lot there. And, of course, we're going to bring you all kinds of exclusive news over at um at fightfulselect.com, but Denise, I gotta say, it was actually a comment you made about the sister wives that made me go, You know what? I should pursue this as a story.
1: Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now?
0: What, what you, you say, you're gonna take credit for my entire story no, and me talking to 30 no, people?
1: No, but I'm pissed because at the top of this stream, I said, I forgot what the hell I said, but the point is that. See, I inspired you. You're welcome. Now this is yeah. going to be a great story. You inspire story. me every day, Denise. All because Denise Salcedo made a dumb joke and it, it inspired a dumb joke. you. It wasn't I, now, a dumb joke. you know what's funny. I was going to tweet today, but then I decided not to because I didn't know how it was going to come off. I was going to say that this week USA Network was the favorite sister wife.
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't a dumb joke, and it was actually brought up wow. in one of my conversations with somebody at the USA Network, which was very funny. So there you go. Um, thank you guys so much. Please leave a thumbs up. Uh, check out all of our shows, post NXT, post AEW and the distraction on Thursday as well. Until next time we're out.
1: What's so special about hero breads soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop. Now at hero.co.